Welcome everyone to the Follow the Yogi podcast. I'm Vicki Santana, your host. Join me every week while I'll share with you mind-blowing secrets of the practice of yoga, the philosophy of it, the physical practice of it, and I tie it all together so we can apply these secrets to our lives. Stay tuned. You might just find a little gem that will change your life. And now, on to our next dose of Follow the Yogi. If I had to pigeonhole myself and give you a category or a title as to what I do, it would be yoga teacher. But over the years, I'm finding that those two words, as much of an honor it is to hold that title, are incredibly limiting. Here's why. I get the honor, the privilege, to help and witness people live their best life, let it unfold in front of them, teach them the tools so they can be self-sustaining and allow them, help them find their truest potential. And that's going to be different for every individual. Now, truth be told, if someone would have told me 20 years ago that I was going to be a yoga teacher, I would have told them they were on crack because to know me back then was to know that I was really stressed. I had a nine to five job. I worked in corporate America as an IT project manager And the cycle of that business is pretty much 24-7, 365. So peace of mind or relaxation wasn't something that went hand in hand. In fact, um, I chuckle because they used to call me V-Rex, you know, instead of like a T-Rex, V-Rex. They would make the joke that um, because I was so driven, I was so uptight uh, that maybe if they stood still when I passed by them, they wouldn't see me. They would also say, if they put a piece of coal up my behind, I would probably poop out a diamond. That's how uptight I was. But all of that action, all of that motion, all of that tension, all of that driveness came at a really high price for me. I found myself mid-30s, maybe early 40s, so stressed out, so tense that here were the symptoms that I had. Number one, I had severe depression. By the time my daughter was born, I was clinically depressed. I had postpartum depression. And after I finally got some help, I was on no less than 10 medications a day. 10, 10. I don't even know how I function, to be honest with you. I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia, chronic pain, that really is debilitating. Stress brings it on. I remember when my grandparents needed to have their house remodeled. They lived all the way in Miami. I lived in Coral Springs and had a very young daughter. She was 18 months old at that age. I brought them both into my home. One had Parkinson's. The other one was suffering from terminal bone cancer. And I also acted like the general contractor to get their little cottage cleaned out, redone so they could move around their house and they can stay independent as long as they wanted to stay independent. And this is something that I wanted to do. They took me for a little while after my mom drowned when I was 16 years old. So they helped me quite a bit. I think it was time to more than repay what they had done for me. Even though it was something that I wanted to do, the drive every day from Coral Springs to Miami and back the meetings with contractors, the raising of an 18-year-old, and quite frankly, being a caregiver to one that was terminally ill and another one that really couldn't function very well on her own. 
was a lot for me. Then I had to take care of my own home, take care of my own family, and all of that. Doing that constantly, I was on for an entire month. By the time they were ready to move back into their little beautiful, safe cottage, I had pretty much drained myself of every single thing that I had. I had nothing left. And I literally found myself laying on the couch for seven days straight. I did the minimal of taking care of my daughter, of course, but that was all that I could do. And then one day my ex-husband came in and he said, you know, you really should see a doctor because this isn't normal. It's not normal to be in chronic pain, crying all the time, upset all the time, and not being able to live your life. So I went to the doctor, they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. And that's when I started the very, very, very long road of coming out of darkness, coming out of depression, coming out of pain, and doing it pretty much on my own. I took my first teacher training, and that opened the floodgates of knowledge for me. It taught me, or at least led me in the direction of all of the ancient texts and practices. After I did my first 200-hour teacher training, which I'm holding one March 1st, Coconut Creek, Florida, at Evolution Yoga, go to vickysantana.com if you want more information. After I did my first 200-hour teacher training, I had all of this information, I mean gobs of it, 6,000 years of information. And as the universe works, brilliantly, always, I wasn't able to go directly into teaching because of health issues. So I literally found myself on my back, uh, not being able to actually teach and not even able to physically practice. For a little while, I was pretty bummed because I was stoked. I wanted to go teach immediately Asana, but the universe had other plans for me, as brilliant as she is. So I spent the next year literally on my back. And when I tell you that I read 10 to 12 hours a day, it's not an exaggeration. That's an average. Most of the time I was reading more than that. Little did I know that all of that preparation, me not doing what I wanted to do, go out and teach group classes, me not being able to do that was actually setting me up for bigger things. And isn't that the way it always happens? See, the universe is going to get you what you need, which might not always be what you want. During that year, I also created my own personal yoga practice since I wasn't able to go out into a studio. I had four goals now with my personal practice. Number one, I wanted to get into the deeper aspects of myself with meditation. Then I found out that to get there, I also needed to master some breath work, some different styles of breath work. I wanted to get rid once and for all of the chronic pain that was debilitating me, that wasn't allowing me to live my life to my fullest capacity. Because I wasn't able to live my life to its fullest capacity, I wasn't even able to move. What would normally be a workout to someone that would leave them sore would literally leave me debilitated. What would be an argument with someone that would just leave them, well, frankly, a little annoyed would leave me debilitated. All of this was acting or aggravating a very uh, raw nervous system. And those were the primary goals that I wanted to find in my own practice. I wanted pain relief. 
I wanted to relax my nervous system, and I wanted peace of mind. My teachings and my personal goals for myself brought me to creating Kriyin Yoga, K-R-I-Y-I-N Yoga. And I've been perfecting this for like the last 12 years. I've taught over 20,000 classes alone. That's not even counting my own personal practice and the times that I was practicing it. But here's how it started. It started as a four to six hour practice for myself. At the beginning, it was a little bit of hit or miss. I'm not going to lie. Anytime you create something new, it's not all set out in stone and you don't have empirical evidence. Some things worked, some things did not work. But over time, I honed it. I really came in and targeted and was able to find the actual components of this, which what I would eventually call Korean yoga. Because when I first started this, I did this for myself. I did this because I was tired of having pain. I'm going to be really honest. I was tired of suicide being an option almost every day. I was tired of not being a wife to my best capacity, a mother to my fullest potential, and even a global citizen that I could look at in the mirror and say, yeah, you got it. You nailed it. You gave it your all. I know I wasn't giving my all because I didn't have my all to give. You see, the thing about pain is it is exhausting. Whether it's mental pain, emotional pain, or physical pain, I had all three of them in droves. And I was completely drained and a former version of who I used to be 20 years before that. And over time, I realized I was getting results. I was getting to the point where I could start weaning myself off of some of my medications. As I tweaked, things got better. As I changed one thing, I got more sleep. As I changed and added another thing, the pain started going down. As I started adding another thing, I was able to have more peace of mind. At the very least, I was not so fatigued that I couldn't go on with my day. At least I wasn't so tired that my automatic response to things not going my way was not anger, was not rage, was not crying. Once the fogginess started getting lifted, I was able to make better choices for myself. I was able to be more consistent. The 70 pounds I gained during pregnancy began, began to melt away. At first, I thought this was all in my mind, maybe a placebo effect. When you want something badly enough, you'll convince yourself that it's actually true. So to prove it to myself, I peeled away from the practice. And wouldn't you know it, the more I peeled away from it, the more apt those symptoms were to come back because I was still pretty new in the practice. I still had a lot of work, a lot of things that I had to uncover, a lot of fogginess that had to be removed. But then I had an epiphany. If it worked for me, why wouldn't it work for other people? I know there's a lot of people out there in pain. I know there are a lot of people on a lot of medications. I know that some of the things that I'm going through, other people are going through, and they're living these lives as I did of quiet desperation. I knew that if I could shrink wrap this, it could be provided to the masses and they would have another outlet to help themselves start getting back on the road to recovery, on the road to being 
or living their best life ever on the road of being pain-free and on the road of living their fullest potential. A decade later, tens of thousands of classes taught, thousands of students helped, and I'm humbled by its effects on everyone. For some of us, it's emotional darkness. For some of us, it's mental darkness. For some of us, it's manifesting itself into physical darkness. Everyone has their own little mix of these little darknesses inside of themselves. This practice of Korean yoga helps us to access those dark areas in a very safe place in our consciousness so we can start peeling away those veils of things that are holding us back. When I started this over 10 years ago, I had no idea that it was going to gain so much popularity, and I really didn't even know how well-suited it is to take the practice or do the practice online. Because it is an inward practice, we don't have to be in a group setting. We can literally be in our own home, in a quiet place, on the other side of a monitor, and I promise you, you're still going to get the same vibration from me. The energy, the healing energy that I put out in a class, just like all other energy, in this case it's love, it transcends time and space. To know me is to know that I'm not a person that quote-unquote sells things, but I think it's time that I get out of my own comfort zone and start sharing this with the masses. Because if I keep, if I stay in my comfort zone, and not share this, or at the very least, give you the 411 on it. Honestly, from my own conscience, I have done a disservice to the practice, to someone who could potentially be helped by this. So ask yourself these questions. Are you looking to learn new skills so you can deepen your meditation practice or even begin your meditation practice? Are you sick and tired? of being sick and tired? Is life just too difficult? Do you need someone to teach you how to reboot yourself so you can restore? Remember, even a computer has to be maintained and rebooted. It cannot run 365, 24-7 all the time. It needs maintenance in our brain and our body and our heart is no different And here's the basic 411 of the class. This is different than a class that's primarily focused just on soft ground level poses because we go and at the beginning of every single class, we do specific breath exercises that are scientifically proven to relax the nervous system, to bring us in a more relaxed state, to get us into a deeper level of consciousness. The poses are basically a barometer to what our nervous system is doing. So we get this feedback loop and we use it and the breath to continue to bring ourselves into deeper levels of relaxation. And at the end of class, there is a short version of Yoga Nidra to even further help you relax. Because here's the thing, the more relaxed your nervous system is, the more the body is going to open up the more the body is going to be able to heal itself and the more likely we're going to be able to tap into the awesomeness of our consciousness. It's not just dark stuff. We've got uh, intuition. We've got inspiration. We've got creativity. We've got the answers inside of us. We just need to teach ourselves 
to slow it all down so we can hear those whispers of inspiration that's inside each and every one of us. And I have learned the way to consistently help you get there. If you're ready to tap into something inside of yourself that you know is there, but you just don't know quite how to get to, visit me on vickysantana.com, V-I-K-K-Y Santana.com. And I have live online classes. I'm super excited to say that I'm also going to start a recorded library where we're going to go even deeper. And then we'll have classes that you can pick from for a nominal subscription that tackle the certain areas that you're wanting to either master or heal inside of yourself. Thank you for listening. The practice of Korean has been a passion of mine. My hope is to change the world one breath at a time. I hope to see you online. Reach out to me at Vicky Santana Yoga on Instagram or Vicky Santana on Facebook. I'm always available for a question, for a query, and for comments. Until next time, yogis, take care of yourself, take care of one another. Namaste.